The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the dynasty of the Michigan Wolverines from 1901 to 1905. Without question, one of the greatest dynasties in the history of college football occurred at the turn of the century. See, from 1901 to 1905, the domination that the Michigan Wolverines unleashed on an unsuspecting nation remains today unparalleled in the annals of college football. Four consecutive national championships, a 56-game winning streak, and we're just getting started. It all began back in 1901. Fielding Yost, who was a son of a Confederate soldier, took over a strong Michigan football program and then turned it arguably into the greatest powerhouse college football had ever witnessed before, or may I say, since. In Coach Yost's first season, the Wolverines were undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. The next season, the Wolverines again, they kept winning. Again, they went undefeated, but two teams did score against these Wolverines, each tallying a mere six points. Yost's teams did not lose until the final game of his fifth season. In all, from 1901 to 1905, Michigan was a dynasty for the ages, posting a 55-1-1 record, posting 50 shutouts in 57 games, won four national championships consecutive, mind you, and outscored opponents 2,821 to 42. The dynasty began with the 1901 Michigan Wolverines. They went 11-0. Coach Fielding Yost's 1901 Michigan team really was a team for the ages. They outscored opponents 550 to zero, winning by an average score of 50 to nothing, leading the nation, obviously, in scoring and scoring defense. The Wolverines shut out every opponent they faced. They started the season with a 50 to nothing defeat of Albion and a 57 to nothing defeat of Case. By the fifth game of the season, they defeated Buffalo 128 to nothing. They kept shutting out opponents, closing the season with an 89 to nothing defeat of Beloit and a 50 to nothing defeat of Iowa to finish the season 10 and 0 at the time. Their closest game was a 21 to nothing shutout of Ohio State. This 10 and 0 team was invited to the Rose Bowl, where they destroyed Stanford 49 to nothing, a beating so exhaustive, so thorough in its dominance. The Tournament of Roses canceled the Rose Bowl until January 1st, 1916, 15 years later because they felt the Western schools were not on par with the rest of the country. Let's talk about this game for a second. This Rose Bowl, the first Rose Bowl ever, was played on January 1st, 1902. The final score was 49-0 Michigan. It was in front of 8,500 fans, and it was called the Tournament East-West Football Game, and then matched a 3-1-2 Stanford team against the 10-0 Michigan team. Fielding Yost's point-a-minute Wolverines had outscored their opponents, as we mentioned, 550-0 to zero that season. This game itself looked really different than the games played today. The field was 110 yards long. There were no quarters, just two 35-minute halves. And the teams were given three downs to make five yards. The forward pass was not legal. Touchdowns, field goals, they were each worth five points. Now, at halftime, Michigan led 17 to nothing. But in the second half, Michigan's point-a-minute offense 
used a three-pronged running attack, and they ran at will. The player of the game was Michigan's Neil Snow. In the first Rose Bowl ever played, Neil Snow posted 107 yards. His five touchdowns and 25 points are records that still stand today in the Rose Bowl. In his career at Michigan, he led the Wolverines to three undefeated seasons. Again, this 1901 team was so dominant, they decided to haul off playing the Rose Bowl until 1916. So entering the 1902 season, Michigan was riding an 11-game winning streak, outscoring their opponents, as I mentioned, for a third time now, 555 to nothing. In 1902, Michigan again went undefeated 11-0. Coach Yost's 1902 team was undefeated and untied. They won the national championship, second year in a row. They started the season with an 88-0 defeat of Albion, followed by a 48-6 defeat of Case, and then a 119-0 defeat of Michigan State, followed by a 60-0 defeat of Indiana. Later that season, they went on to beat Ohio State 86-0 and Iowa 107-0 and Oberlin 63-0. This 1902 team scored 80 points or more four times and over 100 points twice, and they led the nation in scoring 59 points per game. So entering the 1903 season, the Michigan Wolverines had yet to lose. They were 22-0 and only two teams had scored against them. That means they posted 20 shutouts up until this point. The 1903 team was undefeated as well, and they won the national championship. They started the season with a 31-0 defeat of Case and a 76-0 defeat of Albion. They went on in the third game to defeat Beloit, 79-0, and Ohio Northern, 65-0. By week five, they had defeated Indiana, 51-0, and by week six, Fiverr State, 88-0. By the eighth week of the season, they were averaging 62 points per game and had not allowed a single point all season. So entering that eighth week, 7-0, they faced Minnesota on October 31st, Halloween, 1903. And oh, what a game that was. Now, Minnesota entered the game 10-0, and they had shut out nine of the 10 teams they faced and would go on to finish the 1903 season and the subsequent 1904 seasons undefeated, except for this lone tie. Michigan, as we mentioned, entered the game 7-0, and they were riding a 29-game winning streak by now as fielding Yost's team had yet to lose a game at Michigan shutting out 27 of the 29 teams they faced. Now back to the game. On this Halloween day, on October 31st, 1903, it pitted coaching legends, Minnesota's Henry L. Williams and Michigan's fielding Yost. Michigan went up six to nothing, but the Gophers tied the game at six in the closing moments of the game. And this lone tie among the heavyweights of college football stands really alone in the annals of college football as one of the greatest ties in history. And not to get ahead of ourselves, But had Michigan won this game, consider this. The Michigan Wolverines would have gone unbeaten until the last game of the 1905 season. They would have posted a 56-game winning streak in those five seasons. As it was, they did post a 56-game unbeaten streak, going 55-0-1 up until that last game in the 1905 season. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. The 1904 Michigan Wolverines were now riding a 34-game unbeaten streak, winning 33 and tying once. They started the season with a 33 to nothing defeat of Case and a 48 to nothing defeat of Ohio Northern. That was followed in the third game by a 95 to nothing defeat of Kalamazoo. In week nine, the next four games posted wins of 72 to nothing, 31 to six, and 72 to nothing again. Entering the seventh game of the season against West Virginia, they were six and zero and had given up a total of six points all year. They defeated West Virginia 130 to nothing. This team won the Wolverines fourth consecutive national championship as they finished 10-0, undefeated, untied, scoring 57 points per game. So in 1905, the Michigan Wolverines, led by Fielding Yost, ended the season with a 44-game unbeaten streak, 
going 43-0-1. They began the season with a 65-0 defeat of Ohio Wesleyan and a 44-0 defeat of Kalamazoo. In fact, they would go on to run the table until the very last game of the season, going 12-0, shutting out every opponent they faced. And on that final day of the season, November 30th, 1905, against the University of Chicago, Michigan finally lost. This was the original game of the century. Legendary coaches Amos Alonjo Stagg versus Fielding Yost. Chicago 9-0, led by fullback Hugh Besnick, the only person to ever coach an NFL team, as well as manage a Major League Baseball team. And they faced Michigan 12-0, riding a 56-game unbeaten streak and coached by Fielding Yost who in his last game of the fifth season had yet to lose a game, outscoring opponents by then 2,821 to 40. His teams were called the point-a-minute teams, while on that day, it was a defensive struggle that ensued instead. It was a scoreless tie until the fourth quarter, with 10 minutes remaining in the game. When Chicago punted, Michigan's Denny Clark fielded the punt behind his goal line and was tackled for a safety to abruptly end the Wolverines' 56-game unbeaten streak. The Wolverines concluded the season with a 12-1 record. Well, after the 1905 season, the Michigan Wolverine football program has given us a slice of college football excellence that few schools could ever aspire to. 11 national championships, three Heisman winners, the famed wing helmet, one of the most recognizable fight songs in the victors, Tom Harmon, Desmond Howard, Charles Woodson, a rivalry for the ages with the Buckeyes, a 10-year war, a little brown jug, the snowball, but none of it. None of it compares to that five-year stretch after the turn of the century, where one program not only kept winning and kept scoring, it was the rare exception when they even allowed a single score in a game. Yes, there were other dynasties. In the 20s, there was Andy Smith and the Cal Wonder Boys, Newt Rockney and the Fighting Irish. In the 30s, there was Minnesota. In the 40s, Army. In the 50s, Oklahoma. And on and on until you get to the current version of the Crimson Tide. But ask yourself this one salient question. How many posted four consecutive undefeated teams, four consecutive national championships, and shut out 88% of the teams they faced? As for their first team, the 1901 Michigan Wolverines, this one team, for one brief moment in time, showed the world what sheer dominance really looked like, undefeated, untied, unscored upon, unchallenged. This is what the greatest football team of all time should look like. And before you start yelling about the 45 Army Black Knights, or the 71 or 95 Nebraska Cornhuskers, the 72 USC Trojans, the 87 or 2001 Miami Hurricanes, or the recent incarnations of Alabama Crimson Tide football or LSU with Joe Burrow. Ask yourself, did any of those teams go undefeated, untied, and unscored upon? The answer, no. In all fairness, other teams did go undefeated, untied, unscored upon. And consider the 1888 Yale Bulldogs. They went 15-0. But see, their closest game was 10 to nothing. Michigan Wolverine in 1901, their closest game was 21 to nothing. Now, Duke in 1938, Tennessee in 1939, they went through the regular seasons undefeated, untied, unscored upon. But they lost in the Rose Bowl. May I remind you what the Wolverines did in their Rose Bowl. The 1901 team, find me another undefeated, untied, unscored upon team whose closest game was 21 to nothing and who averaged a 50 to nothing win. Fielding Yost may have said it best when he uttered the words, who are they that they should beat a Michigan team? Answer, well, for five years, no one came close. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.